All right, guys, welcome to the Wrecker Podcast. I am Lane, and uh, this is Tyler. Um, honestly, I'm not a fan of Sonoma. You don't like Sonoma? I don't Wait. like it. In, I don't like it in iRacing. Well, I haven't driven it yet, so I guess I can't say much. It's just—it's very slick. Is it? Last I drove it, it was. It might be yeah. better now. I'm about to be like, you know what? Give me five minutes. You want five minutes? <laughs> I'm Sonoma. Oh my gosh, Lane. <laughs> Just don't tell my fans. I won't say a word. Don't worry. Craig, you, you ignore that too. <laughs> you on their credit card? No. God, no. What is this charge from iRacing? <laughs> that's that's all the charges are lately. <laughs> oh well, you know, it's been cold outside. Can't do much else. Well, I did also just recently get a new graphics kit for my bike and a new helmet. So there's that. Yeah, start of the season. Yeah, we're like two weeks away. You have your first race scheduled yet, or still trying to so, figure it all out? So I am planning on skipping the first race, um, because usually it snows at the first race, and I'm not exactly down for that th- anymore. Like the the year that I tried running pro, the first race it snowed, and then we got to this creek section the first lap, and the creek was iced over, and nobody knew about it, so we all. We all like went hauling into this creek, and it was essentially like the last lap of the Daytona 500. We just we were all laying on top of each other. Oh, so I'm I'm not really about that anymore. I don't want to go that fast when it's potentially icy. Ah, right, well, don't be in Texas right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. It is nothing but ice. 6 a.m. It was one degree. I'm going to have to send you pictures of just outside the house right now. Well, we're supposed to get more snow tonight, so I'll I'll send you pictures of outside the house after it snows and everything. A lot of it kind of melted off over the past couple of days with, with the sun. It hasn't it really hasn't been above freezing, but that's crazy. I think it's uh, it's in, it's in the 20s here, I think. I think we might have hit 20. We're at 19 right now. The uh, high was 21. Right now it says it feels like 50, it feels like 6, but it's 15. Oh, it feels like 7 right now for us. Tonight's low is 1. Okay. Our low is 18, but we're already at 18. So I'm thinking we're going to drop a little bit more. Thursday, our low is 12. I can't wait until next Tuesday and Wednesday. The high is going to be 40. That's basically shorts weather. Uh, yeah, for for you up north, maybe. Yeah. We always 
we always make fun of like people in Florida because if it gets below like sixty degrees, they're in winter coats. Yeah, man, that's cold. <laughs> uh, we're not prepared for all this, you know, sub forty degree weather. Got to, got to get on it. Oh man. 40 degrees in Texas is like zero degrees anywhere. Yeah, about zero degrees anywhere else. That's cold. I was really hoping that I could change the track layout before the sim loaded, but I can't. It'd be nice if you could. Yeah, because I clicked cup for Sonoma. And it's doing the what is now the old layout instead of the cup historic layout. I uh I prefer that layout actually. The historic? The No, like what they used to run back in like oh eight, oh nine, twenty ten. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I don't well, mind the new layout. I just find it awkward. Well, here we go. Let's see how this goes. If I crash on the outlap, we're just going to not tell anyone, okay? Oh, well, Craig heard it. Craig's over here recording our podcast. We didn't even do intros. Is this how we want to do an intro? No, I'll edit all this later. Hey, it worked. What did? It did let me change the layout before the sim loaded. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Had no idea you could even do that. I didn't either. But yeah, anything we talk about that's good here, I'll just find a spot to throw it in later in the podcast. That works for me. So, so far it feels pretty good. But I haven't really, like, matted the gas, so. It was the S's that I really struggled with. Everywhere else wasn't too bad, and honestly, that was a while ago that I drove it. It just felt, I felt like I had no front grip and no rear grip. The front would push and the back would just swing around. Well, here we go for a lap. And I'm off. Nope, nope, saved it. Tough cars are so fast. Like, I feel like a lot of random NASCAR fans give Cup Series drivers a lot of crap because they make it look so easy. But these cars are stupid fast. Oh, I know. I don't hate this track. I'm sure I could learn to hate it, but, you know, 
I don't want to end up the crash of the week. Well, I think we've got a couple of candidates for uh, records of the week here. Oh, that's it's definitely all of us. You think so? Well, minus Ryan. Yeah, minus Ryan. We'll get to that so, one in just a second. I want to talk about the first one for a second. What was the first track? Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney in the Clash. Oh, that was hilarious. And those were our picks, too. Yeah. I mean, you, at least they came down to them. Like, we were, we were at least right on who we thought was going to win. Almost right on who we thought was going to win. Um... <laughs> You pick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with that win was gifted to Kyle Busch, and uh, we chose correctly. Yeah, it was a NASCAR conspiracy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, that's that's what I it, thought. It's all for the ratings. Got to do it for the ratings. <laughs> that's, that's what our show is. Yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, I. Um, if you remember back to last week, I picked Blaney. Uh, just, just because I knew you like Blaney, so I did that to mess with you. And oh, I know. Of course, you picked Chase Elliott right when I did that. So, <laughs> and then going into that last chicane, man, that last chicane will get you if you're not careful. But did did you see Blaney's breaks that last lap though? Oh yeah, Blaney's breaks were they done. were gone. They were done. I'm not sure they were working. <laughs> oh, they definitely were not. That, I think that's why he entered the corner so slow. There was just, he had nothing there. Yeah, I hope Blaney brings a better set of brakes to the Daytona Roval this weekend. Yes. Learn from the clash. Luckily, that was a non-points race. For, True. But that was a great finish. I hate that couple friends took each other out but it's part of it i guess they seem pretty much okay with it i'm sure to to an extent like i think if somebody else did it like if somebody if it was anybody else going into that corner and taking blaney out blaney'd be pretty upset but since it's chase he's like i mean at least he went for it instead of giving me the win I think I'd be more mad if somebody didn't go for it that I yeah. was friends with. Yeah. And I don't think Chase, I know Chase didn't do it intentionally, but I definitely no. don't think, I don't think it was like a dirty move by Chase or, you know, just an awful move. I, if I was in Chase's spot, I probably would have tried to do just about the same thing. You know, it's just such a tough place to, to make a pass right there, and if Chase had been a little bit farther up, it just would have been door contact. And right, it's it's racing. It, yeah, like you can't you can't take it away from either of them for going for it. You have to. You got to go for it. I would like to see that chicane slightly change, though. I want to see it widened up just a little bit. I'd like to see it um, more like one of the S's in Sonoma. Rather than being a stop, turn, turn, then accelerate. 
that it's, way it keeps it keeps the flow up of the track a little bit more. I get that they don't want speeds to increase down the front stretch going into one because it you know turn one's a hard braking zone and just on the other side of turn one is where you enter back from the infield back onto the oval so they don't want cars to you know right. go through that and end up on the other side so they're trying to slow them down a little bit i get all that but i wish that there there's got to be something they can do to widen that out just to just to increase the flow a little bit and make it to where people can pass right there. I think the final chicane should be a passing zone rather than a just slow down zone run single file. I think that kind of kills the kills the finishes potentially. But I mean, to be fair, it's also it worked to the Charlotte Roval and gave us the race that Blaney won. That, that one was pretty exciting. That's true. And now it's given us this one. That one was pretty exciting as well, so I guess it does make for exciting racing if if you don't mind the front two people taking each other out and letting the third place guy win. I mean, some of the best races have controversial finishes. If that's the right word. I think that's a good word for it. I mean, you got Tony Stewart's Talladega against Regan Smith. That one was controversial. Um, well, I that and like all the Darlington finishes that are super close. Yeah, I, I just saw the replay of the the Kurt Busch Ricky Craven one again today, and that's still like one of my top finishes ever. Okay, so. Maybe not like controversial, but um, like two guys going for it, giving it everything they have, and yeah, you know, whatever happens, happens type of situation. Yeah, I get that. Those finishes are my favorite. Oh, I agree. Definitely, definitely a lot of fun. But. Yeah, before we get too off topic, I think that's uh, that's one that I'd like to nominate for the Wrecker of the Week. The other one, and uh, we'll get to all of our leagues here in just a second, but I know me and you, Lane, we were racing for the CleanRacing.net League last night, Monday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had Joey with us, and we also had Ryan with us. We were a pack of four cars, and we were flying on the bottom. Yeah, we had we had a good group of fast people together, I and think it we, worked out very well. We had played the right strategy, and we were falling back on purpose, and we actually got a little bit farther back than what I would have liked to have been. I think See, what we were say that, but I was fine back. with it. I think we were about seven seconds back. Uh, no, we were eight. Uh, either way, it's a long ways. At we one pretty, point, we were eight. Yeah, and we we didn't have any very many cautions or anything. We had a caution on what, like lap ten, maybe thirteen. 
15. 15? Yeah. Okay. And so that, that was the only one. Yeah. Lap 15 was the only caution that we had. But on the lap 15 caution, we went in for fuel to top off on the one to go and actually got restarted a little bit later than everybody else because we topped off. Yeah, and that that got me like 0.2 gallons. Yeah, I think that got us farther behind than what we really needed to be. We ended up using that much gas, like trying to catch up. But, you know, the crazy thing is we were seven, eight seconds back and it was just our pack of four cars and we were able to catch the lead pack with what like they had 15 cars they just they weren't organized we were flying uh, they weren't organized at all which made it pretty easy on us i think once we got formed up and we really started pushing we caught back up in what like six laps seven uh, laps eight laps yeah something like that i mean it, it was- didn't take any time yeah, it was not many at all. But we were all working super well together, and it gets down to five or ten laps to go. And remember, there's, you know, four of us, and I forget who was leading our pack at the time. I think Ryan was up front. We had just pushed him to the lead um, around the top, and he had dropped down to the bottom, and he was trying to... It was me, you, and Joey still drafting. Uh, I was at the back, I believe, and I think... Or were you behind me? Uh, so you and Ryan went to the front before I did. And yeah. then with, I think, 10-ish to go, I told Joey, I was like, all right, let's 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 go to the front. And we ended up getting separated, but Joey made it up to, I think, third around third before uh everything went downhill yeah i remember being on joey's bumper and we're going around into what is it we're turn two right when all this started happening i'm pretty sure it was turn two Yeah, it was like middle of one and two. And I don't know if the 66 clipped the bottom of the track. He's, I believe, second or... I think he's the second car on the inside line, and Joey's probably the second car on the outside line. I'm right behind Joey pushing him. And the 66, I guess, clipped the apron and just goes right up the track into Joey and takes out Jay as well in the 81. Um, wiped all of us out pretty much except Ryan and a few other people in the race. I was good until the very back end of it. I was so close to making it through. I I was underneath the car. Joey was underneath the car. I ended up, I think I T-boned. I think you T-boned me. <laughs> mm, I don't think it was you. I think it was Jay. Because Jay had kind of saved his, and then he turned back up into the track and clipped somebody, and they went head-on into the wall. And when they went head-on into the wall, they turned in front of me, 
and at that point I was done. Well, you might have hit Jay into me. All I know is I was just bouncing around like a like a pinball. Yes. Could not stop. Next thing I know, I had a car on top of me. It looked like a Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch from a few years back. And see, but at least yours kept running. Mine, mine just instantly died and wouldn't do anything. So, well, I had major, major damage. So. I just I, I just tried to nurse it home to the end. There's only a few laps left, so I figured if I could keep a few spots and that would be nice. But that those are my two nominations for record of the week. Us three getting taken out and Ryan getting through, which is great for Ryan, not so good for me, you and Joey. Or the oh. Chase and Blaney crash in the clash. The Crash and the Clash. Pretty good name. I just came I, up with that. I like it. Kind of thinking that might be Wrecker of the Week. Just because of the name. Well, what about me last week in the Xfinity race at Daytona? Yeah, let's talk about that one. That that could have gone better. We'll go with could have gone better. It wasn't I made bad. It, I made it up to a sixth. I think at the end. Yeah, I think you're riding around in sixth place with the white flag. Yeah, white flag comes out and then it all went downhill. Sounds like typical Daytona. Yeah, I I legitimately thought I was in a good spot. I don't know. I don't remember what happened to start that wreck. I think two guys got together and then they turn. It seems like everybody turns up the track lately. I really don't understand why people want to try and save their car to the right. If people would just drive their car off track and, you know, yeah, instead like of wrecking, instead of wrecking 10 cars, we might wreck three. Well, it's safe. It's safer for everyone and you. If you like go through the grass, just go through the grass. It's better, especially early on in the race. I mean, yeah. Why Why are you going to wreck your car into the wall when you could just uh, spin your car into some nice grass? Granted, there are situations where that's not possible, but still. I get that. I get that for sure. And Everyone there's been to... times that I've messed that up too, so. We've all done it. We all want to be like Kyle Busch. Can't save a car five times in one race like he can. True. Crap, there's times that I just smack the wall because, you know, why not? You get bored. Or I'm watching football. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have that problem anymore. Yeah, well, now you got NASCAR to watch. Well, luckily, our races aren't on those nights. This is also true. But yeah, um, anyways, we're getting off topic off topic a little bit here now we're still crashing yeah this this is the wreckers so it's okay yeah. it's okay to be off topic so speaking of the wreckers who's gonna get the uh checkered this weekend at Ooh. daytona we are at the road course all three series 
Oh, that is tough. That is tough. Who you got? I don't know. So I don't know who is would be considered a road course ringer in the trucks. You know what? I'm going to go Sheldon Creed for trucks. That's a solid pick because he's good at pretty much everything he does. He, uh, you know, he's a champion in like the super trucks or whatever they're called. Yes, I did. It's crazy. Yeah, I I had no idea. And then I was watching. Uh, what was I watching? I was watching one of the old races, and they they were like yelling Sheldon Creed, and I'm like, wait, what? I thought he was racing trucks, not like desert trucks. He's so young too. Yeah. It's crazy what all he's been able to accomplish. But he's over here racing Robbie Gordon and in, in the stadium trucks or whatever they're called, super trucks, I don't know. And uh, now he's over on the NASCAR side racing against Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott whenever they drop down to the lower series. and He does good every week. Yeah, he is definitely very, very talented. All right, so I've got the entry list for the Truck Series up. Let's see. Sheldon Creed is definitely a solid choice. Hey, I never said this was open notes. Oh, yeah. We're going open notes here. Oh, okay. I mean, it's... It's the beginning of a season. I'll catch yeah, you a break. I'm, I'm still trying to learn all these guys. There's actually some decent people. But there's also a bunch of people that I don't know, so. I kind of want to go Ben Rhodes. Back to back to start the season. Granted, John Hunter Nemechek is decent at red courses. Just don't ask, uh, what's his name? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who Um... was that? Hmm. You know, that's a really good question. I'm looking. You're going to say it and I'm going to remember. I know. Uh, Cole Custer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Cole Custer. I remember that. Cole Custer was pissed. <laughs> yeah, he was. That was hilarious. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna switch. Ever... My, I'm gonna switch mine to John Hunter. Okay. So you've got John Hunter. I've got Sheldon Creed. Let me just make a note of this before I before I forget here. I seem to forget a lot. Happens. Speaking of Cole Custer, have you ever seen Cole Custer mad? He kind of looks like a tomato. He does get very red in the face, doesn't he? He looks like that tomato off of VeggieTales. Ah, uh, you're too young for me. Hey, I never said I watched it. I just know. I I can't. I don't think I could even tell you any of the characters on that show or what they do. Look, man, it's it's a tomato with a face. That's all you got to know. <laughs> 
that was that was kind of toward the end of my childhood, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not even sure when that show was out, to be honest with you. We're not discussing cartoons right now. Maybe a later episode. Tune back to find out. When we discuss cartoons? Yeah. If we're discussing cartoons, it is definitely going to be like Scooby-Doo or something. I don't know, man. I was, I was, I can't talk right now. I was always more of a Nickelodeon person, so. Uh, so Rocket Power. Oh yeah. All right, we'll do Rocket Power. Rocket Power was pretty great. Yeah. So anyway, who you got for Xfinity series? Hmm. Also dibs on Allgaier. You want Allgaier? Yeah. Oof. You know what? I, I might be biting my tongue right now. You want to change it? Allgaier or Almondinger? Oh. This, this, okay, so this race is going to be very entertaining. That's a there, tough one. There's quite a few guys that are going to be very good. I think mine's going to surprise people. Yeah? Yeah. Is and Justin Haley? No. I will give you any pick that you want first. I'm going to take Almondinger. You're going to take Almondinger? Yeah. I'm picking Noah Gregson. Ooh. He got in trouble last week. Wasn't his fault, I don't think. Looked like he got swept up from behind, but... He did really well at the Charlotte Roval. Out there in the rain. Remember that? He did. He's up front at every road course. Now he has experience at the Daytona road course. He knows what to expect. I think he's going to put on a solid race. I could, yeah, I could see that. And also, he was my pick last week, so I don't have to retype anything. (laughs) Oh, see? You're saying it's going to surprise people, and I could have guessed that. Hang it. Oh. What do you think for the Cup Series, then? Again, I'll let you have first pick. Oh, why do I get first pick? You don't want first pick? I mean, I want to pick Elliot. Oh, okay, good. Because I wanted to pick Blaney. Jeez. <laughs> so, rematch of the Clash, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're those two are really the class of the field when it comes to road courses. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin showed a lot of speed. I was impressed. I was surprised he had that much speed. Truex was really solid till he uh, spun himself into a wall. Yeah. Yep. 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 He had just taken the lead, hadn't he? Um. Second. He, he. I think it was from the lead. Maybe it was. 
It was from the lead. Yeah, he uh, was he was flying. Oh yeah, fastest car of the night, I think. So Churex might be the underdog, at least for us. Yeah, we're we're not picking him. Granted, him. we're not. A AJ Allmendinger is on the entry list for the Cup Series as well. So, ooh, not a bad pick. Could He's he go? Could he go back to back? Could he win Xfinity and Cup? Is he registered for the truck race? Can he win all three of these? Uh, I don't think he can pull off the Kyle Busch kind of sweep. He is not on the entry list for the trucks. That would be amazing. If we could, I... if we could start the Cup Series year with two extremely surprised winners, that would be amazing. Speaking of surprise winners, I am so happy for Michael McDowell. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That's huge for him. That's huge for Front Row Motorsports. It seems like just just the emotion in general. That team is always just they outperform expectations just slightly every week, and it's impressive. Like what they do. With how much they have. Yeah. They're a very low budget team, but, well, I don't want to call them low budget. Like, they're, I mean, they're not Team Penske. Right. But they're, they're still extremely competitive every week. I mean, even last year, Michael McDowell was finishing. He was running top 10 a lot of races, especially like short tracks from what I can remember. Um, running, you know, 8th, 9th, 10th, 12th, 15th. He would get yeah. a lot of a lot of those like top 15, close to top 10 finishes. And I remember seeing him up there and I was so impressed last season. So I'm very happy to see that 34 team get a win and Especially being the Daytona 500, I I really hope that helps the team out. Holy crap! I just realized, like, not only did they get a Daytona 500 win, but they're already locked into the playoffs and the All Star race. If you follow Texas Motor Speedway on Instagram, that's all you're gonna see is, "Hey, come out and see Michael McDowell in the All Star race." It's like already. Okay, yeah, that's all that's all Texas Motor Speedway is talking about on Instagram. Huh. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But oh, jeez. I just got all my invoices for my racing. Oh. That that's always a fun day. <laughs> what a great day. Um that's when you close your eyes, delete and I do that anyway. Worry about it later. Yeah, pretty much. It just made me laugh, though. All right, so we got so, a little. We got. We got. We went from sim racing to real racing. Do you want to jump back to sim racing for a minute and discuss whether or not I stand a chance tomorrow night in the Ohio Sim Racing League at the Daytona Red Course? Yeah, let's do that. I think. Uh, I think you're gonna have a good race. You've got 
how many hours at Daytona? To be <laughs> fair, it's not not an identical track. It, you're missing that front chicane, but as long as you remember that front chicane, I think you're going to have a really good race. So I think I probably have like 16 hours of practice. Only 16? Maybe 20. Because... We did a I, lot. Yeah, we did a lot. Maybe more. I am incredibly prepared for the Daytona Road Course. Let's just go with that. I'm not as good as you are at road course racing, but we're going to be racing Daytona Road Course for cleanracing.net in the truck series. That's true as well. On Monday. Oh, and the Cup Series Sunday night. Yeah, that's right. Cup's going to be a little difficult. Cars have so much power, it's super easy to light up the rear tires and... You know, once you do that, it's it's just hang on and hopefully you can get the tires cooled off. Yes. I, okay, so my goal is really just to be able to finish the race. I Not think, have any, no major mistakes. So for the Cup Series on Sunday night, which is live on Facebook, uh, first goal for me will be making the race after missing Daytona Oval, which I want to skip over. Um, first goal is to make the race. Second goal is probably top 10 and I'll be happy. Top 10 would be really good for points. Get you yeah. back up there and. Ideally, I'd like to be in the top 10. Worst case, top 20. I think that's a pretty solid goal. I mean, it's going to be a long race on Sunday night with the cup cars. Yes. And I really think a lot of people are going to make mistakes just because those cars are going to be so difficult to drive and keep the... really keep them going straight, so... Actually, and it's not that long of a race. It's 32 laps. I mean, it, that'll be about a little less than an hour and a half. Yeah. So. Not the longest race we've ever done, but. Yes. Definitely not a short race either. It's not going to be like the fixed series or anything. Right. I, I, so. We are going to have to start working on dirt as well as soon as uh, iRacing throws in the dirt Bristol Motor Speedway. I am less worried about dirt Bristol than I am the Daytona Roval. Really? Yeah. Oh. Road courses are really not my thing. I think I think I've got the road course. I'm a little concerned about the dirt Bristol, just because I remember doing dirt in the truck race at Eldora like last fall, and it did not go well. I've granted, okay. granted, I've improved a lot of things since then. I've done okay at Eldora in the trucks. Haven't been super competitive there, but 
I've been able to not embarrass myself too much, so. Right. It'll definitely take a little bit of work. But I think I'll be I think I'll be pretty set for it whenever that time comes around. I know what race you're going to be circling and that's Dover. I'm pretty excited about Dover. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the race that I might miss is Las Vegas. Which I, actually... I've always struggled at Vegas. And it's not that I don't have the speed there. I just... I struggle with passing. I get stuck behind people and I just can't figure out how to get to the front. Yeah, Vegas is a little bit tricky in that aspect. Last time I raced there, and iRacing's changed the way that the draft works and a few other things since I've raced there, but it was it was so draft-dependent, and you really just did not want to be the leader. And, you know, everyone would, everyone would just get stacked up. To Crap. be fair... I might miss both Vegas races. Clean lick, clean racing and Ohio. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm potentially going to be in Florida that week. I think I'd rather be in Florida than... Florida That's true. pretty good right about now. Uh, right about now, yes. It is way too cold where I'm at. I don't, I don't want to hear about it. Well, is this week like a random cold spell for you guys, or does it actually get cold there? This is pretty crazy for us. I've never seen temperatures this low. We haven't had snow like this in probably close to 10 years. It's and I mean, when I say snow like this, now just for reference, I'm in Dallas, but snow like this is, you know, more than flurries, a couple inches on the ground that, you know, sticks overnight, maybe a couple days. I think we probably had three or four inches on the ground. Now, the bad thing about like the Texas snow is that it's kind of a wet snow. So overnight, if it's cold enough to stick to the ground, then overnight it's going to freeze back up. Right. It'll, it'll just be super icy the next day. Super slick. Huh. I'm not sure if that's any different. Um, it can be. You said y'all got close to 10 inches last night of snow? I want to say it ended at like 8. Eight and a half. Today was pretty sunny, so a lot of it, the top snow melted. But is that that's pretty normal for y'all though? Uh, not lately. The last few years it hasn't, but I was pretty pumped just to see it. But at the same time, I I don't like the cold, so we're just kind of waiting it out. 
So why are you so far up north if you don't like the cold? It was not by my choice. Fair enough. I just got stuck here. You could move to Florida. I would prefer Arizona. Yeah? Yeah. Arizona's pretty nice. I I really like Arizona. I do too. I went out there quite a bit last summer. Kind of jealous. But anyway, as we're off topic again. Yeah, let's... We'll circle back. I, I have no idea how we got that far off topic. Who knows? Who knows? We just kind of talk and end up where we end up and come back to things and... It is what it is. Hopefully, if you're listening, you can uh, follow along with how brains work or or don't. Yeah, probably don't. (laughs) We're just going to keep it as a uh, we're, we're loosely following a script, you know. We have stuff written down. It's. Yeah, we're more scripted than most Johnny Depp movies. Or Fair maybe point. maybe I'm thinking of Wolf Ferrell. Wolf Ferrell. Fair point. Cannot argue with that. Which means we have a script. So, did we ever decide on what our record for the week was? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're gonna go with uh, the Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney okay. mishap. Okay, so yeah, 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 because it was the crash and the clash. Yes, we went with it because it had the cool name that I came up with on the spot. <laughs> yes, props to you. If it wasn't for the name, I would definitely go with uh, our entire pack wrecking in in the league. But <laughs> yeah. That that was pretty rough. Yeah. So, just kind of closing up a couple other things from last week. We were talking about Kyle Petty and what year he started racing the number 45 car. It was that question that we couldn't remember last week. Yes. I went back, I listened, and the question was, when did Kyle Petty start racing the 45? Did you ever find out when? I knew it was after Adam's crash, but I did not know the exact date. It looks like that was the end of 2000, and then he switched to it full-time in 2001. And I believe he started with the Sprint car, which was black, red, and silver. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember the paint scheme. And yeah, actually, that makes more sense now because it was. Uh, I think that was, was supposed one, to be Adam's it, paint scheme, right? Uh, I thought he was supposed to have the Spree paint scheme. Uh, the Spree was. I want to say that's what he ran like in. Yeah. In Arca, yeah. I thought he was supposed to run that in Cup. But then. Uh, that was the first year that Dodge came into NASCAR. was 2001. Was it really? Yep. 
Well, okay, back in a NASCAR. Because be- be- before that, it was uh, just Ford, Chevy, and Pontiac. Oh, I miss Pontiac. I kind of do, too. Pontiac had such cool cars. The the Joe Gibbs cars from, like, 2000 were prime. Yeah. Those looked awesome. Yeah. Then I think they went to Chevy in 2002 or three. Yeah, that that sounds rightish. Is that our next question? Uh, maybe. I want to say 2002, 2003, and then uh, they went to. Toyota in 2008. Was it 2008? Yeah. It was the first year uh, Kyle Busch was there. And that was Logano's rookie season, right? Um, 2009. Because Kyle had one season with Stewart. Although Logano did race in 08 with the number 02. And the number 96. Remember, 96 was Hall of Fame Racing? Yeah, I do remember that. And the 02, I believe, was a Joe Gibbs development car. Yeah, because it was painted basically like Tony Stewart's Home Depot car. Yeah, just inversed. Yeah. That might have been at Dover. That wouldn't surprise me if it was at Dover. Because Joey was always really good at Dover. Yeah. So, I think I got a question for our next question of the week. Yeah. What what is the last race that Pontiac won in NASCAR? The last race that Pontiac won. And I wrote it down this week, so I won't forget. Well, I'm going to Google it right now, but I'm not going to tell you. It's a pretty solid question, I feel like. Even I have no clue on this one. This is going to be tricky to find. We're going to have to dig a little bit. Oh, well, I'm I'm pretty much snowed in, so I've got a little time. Oh, no way. Oh, you're going to love it when you find out. Do you want a hint? All right, let's let's get a hint here. I won't we've, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to ruin it for the viewers. We've talked about it this podcast. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So another random racing news aside from what we can't remember uh i watched the monster energy oh what is it called the kurt bush segment no played it on my brothers 
YouTube. So you're you're talking about that video that Kurt Busch released with uh Yes, it is called Monster Energy Shifting Gears with Kurt Busch. And he's going down the the bridge in his cup car and yes. vanilla ice and does the burnout. Yes. Yeah. So it was posted four years ago or four days ago. And there's a little bit of Kyle talking at the or Kurt talking at the end of it. And that's when it, well, even at the beginning of it, he gets a phone call from Gronkowski talking about uh, Gronk is telling him not to retire and all this. But I really hope he doesn't retire. Not yet. I think if Kyle Busch were gone, NASCAR would look somewhat different. Or it's going to look somewhat different. Even more so than with Jimmy Johnson gone. Yeah. I mean, they're losing all the, you know, early 2000 champions. Whether yeah. it's Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon. Quite literally, like, Ryan Newman is the last of that era. If Kurt retires. Um, Harvick. Uh, yeah, yeah, you throw Harvick in there. Oh, uh, yeah, I think Harvick goes in there. Um, they've already gotten rid of Jamie. I say gotten rid of. I guess Jamie kind of retired, but yeah, it was it was cool seeing Jamie in the five hundred. Good finish and for Casey, him. And Casey Kane. Yeah, Casey Kane. Um, he was a rookie back in '04, I believe. Uh. Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah, so that was kind of crazy to see him retire as early as he did, but I know that there were some medical issues that went along with that, so I get it. Yeah, that that happens. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Um, Who else are some of those guys? I think trying... Kurt Busch, obviously. That's... I remember, so they always did the, like, Coca-Cola Young Guns. Or no, it was the Gillette Young Guns. Yeah. Back then. I want to say it was Kurt, Casey, Kevin. I think they still included Tony Stewart in it. Tony's Uh, another one of those guys that's retired. Um, oh, Greg Biffle's somebody that I, I don't know if about. Biffle. I don't know if Biffle was in it or not. I don't know if he was in that, but he was around that time period. Matt Kenseth uh, was. Uh, Carl Edwards can be thrown in there. Yeah, I miss Carl. Miss Carl a lot. Wish he'd come back to NASCAR, have a comeback season. That'd be really cool. I don't know what Carl's doing now. Uh. Nobody does. Living the good life. Hopefully, anyways. Carl? Uh, He's out of the spotlight. It's got to be living the good life. Carl, if you're listening, hope hope you're living the good life. I doubt he's listening. I mean, you know, there's hope. Definitely hope. You always have hope. 
Let's see. It's just crazy to think about all of these guys that have uh, came up through the early 2000s and really done quite a bit. And how? Oh, man. What? I'm trying to find the original Gillette Young Guns ad. Ooh. Well, one of them. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is listed on it. I can see that. That doesn't surprise me. So this one has... This has Kyle Busch. Uh... Was he? See, this one's weird because it's got Joey Logano on it. It's got Clint Boyer, Denny Hamlin, uh, Tony Stewart, Kyle Busch, Ryan Newman, Casey Kane, and Carl Edwards. Sounds right for about 2007. Maybe 2006. Oh, so Jamie, Jamie McMurray was driving... So this is 2005 or 6. Because Jamie Mack was in the 26 car, the Crown Royal car. Was it purple and white? Uh, uh, Yes. Like, kind of split... From like top to bottom, uh, or was it like purple and gold? If it was purple and gold, it's two thousand seven. If it's purple and white, it's oh six. I want to say oh six. His suit was purple and white. That's probably two thousand six. Two thousand six car was pretty cool. It was uh. It had like the uh, gold stitching on it. The car did. Yeah, I like it a lot. And that team actually, you know how a couple of years back, I guess maybe 2015 or so, maybe 2014, Kyle Larson would have the white target car at night and red target car during the day. Well, Jamie and Mac in 06 would have the white Crown Royal car at night. It was white on top, purple on bottom. And then during the day, it was purple on top, white on the bottom. I did not know that. Yeah. It was... Huh. Uh, I've got the diecast sitting up on my wall, actually. I will send you a photo after this. Huh. Nice. You know what paint scheme I loved as a kid? So... Let me find what year this was. Uh, it was I think it was Jerry Nadu. Was it like the GMAC or no? Oh, before that, yeah. So the 1999 Jerry Nadu Cartoon Network birthday car. I think I know which one you're talking about. 
So nine-year-old me, my first time at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and that's the car I got to see. And I was hooked on that paint scheme. That's awesome. It had like birthday. Oh, no. It had like Lake Speed was driving it then. Is that what this says? It might yeah. have been Lake Speed, yeah. Yeah, June 1990. Oh, it was 1998. So, one of my favorite paint schemes that's been run at Texas since that's the race that I would always go to. And I actually wasn't at the race, but I had really wanted to go to the race. And at this time, Casey Kane was my favorite driver. It's 2006. It's the fall. Um, Casey had just won there in the spring, I believe. And he... He came back to Texas in the fall with this really cool Dodge Nitro paint scheme. Love the car. The blue and white one? No, the blue and white ones were awesome, though. All the Mopar ones? Yeah. It wasn't the Mopar, but those were really cool, too. He always had those at Charlotte. This one had... Okay, so it had a white front that faded to yellow... It faded to kind of an that orange car. and then to red. Car. And then I guess it was kind of black at the back and had lightning down the side of it. Yeah, I just found it. That is a very good looking paint scheme. I love that car for whatever reason. It's got the Dodge Nitro on the hood. Like an actual picture of the car, which yeah, kind of weird, kind of cool. Not sure how I feel about it now, but I don't know. I just love lightning on a paint scheme. I think that's the coolest thing. Probably set cars. Uh, the old I remember cars. Jeff Burton's uh, the blue, the white and black one with the blue lightning was amazing. Yeah, um, Jeff Burton actually won with the Pilot set car at Texas. It's got the lightning down the side and everything. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't at that race either. See, you just missed out. It was back before I could drive. No. So, I... How old was I then? Okay, so in 2007, I would have been... Oh my gosh, I would have been 10. Man. That's crazy. I thought I was a little older than that. In 2007? I was born in 97. So, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I would have been 10. 2017, I would have been 20. And now I'm 23. Does not feel like 13 years ago. No, it does not. Going on 14. Trust me, it gets worse. And you know, the crazy thing is, I remember these things like. They were yesterday. Yeah. And it'll it'll be the dumbest things, too, that I remember. Like, that race where Jeff Burton won. I remember watching that at my parents' friend's house. We went over there for a cookout during the day, and I remember they turned on the TV so I could watch the NASCAR race. Like, I was I 10 re- years old. I remember watching Jamie 
Jamie McMurray win uh, as a fill-in for Sterling Marlin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, remember that one. I don't think I was watching NASCAR quite yet on a regular basis at that time. I remember listening to the audio of Dale Earnhardt wrecking Rusty Wallace at Bristol. Oh, I bet that was fun. Because we were we were camping, so we had it on the radio, and yeah, that was amazing. I remember. Um, so this was, I had to have been four or five years old at this point. It was probably my first NASCAR race. I remember going to Texas Motor Speedway. It was rainy. It was cold. I was so excited. I don't remember exactly what happened during the race or anything, but I remember there's one part that stands out. I remember a, you know, the old Caterpillar cars, they were black and yellow. It said cat on the hood real big. Yes. Pretty sure, pretty sure it was probably Ward Burton at the time who was driving the car. Yes. I think it was a little bit before Scott Wimmer took over, but... There was somebody between... No, there wasn't. It was... It was Ward Burton, Scott Wimmer, and then... Um, I think the car kind of went away until Jeff Burton got in the 31. I want to say there... Um, Dave Blaney. I think Dave Blaney was after Scott Wimmer. I maybe thought Dave before. drove the 77. Or maybe that was Sam Hornish. Yeah, that was Sam. No, Dave, Dave, Dave drove, drove the 77. Dave drove the 77 back in 02, 03-ish. Um, okay, I'm looking up Dave Blaney right now. Dave Blaney in the number 22 was 2006 to 2008. I didn't know that. But was it the Caterpillar car? Yes. That's when it switched from Dodge to Toyota. I only knew that was when it switched from Dodge to Toyota because Wikipedia told me it was. Okay. I'm not that smart. I don't remember that much. So on the note of the cat, the cat car, uh, my favorite cat car paint scheme is definitely the Jeff Burton era one where they had like dozer tracks painted on the side of it. Oh yeah. They're kind of they're kind of ghosted on it, but they're there. Those are really cool. I got to be honest. Um okay, so the 22 car was at the end of 2003 or well, Scott Wimmer in the 22 car was at the end of 2003. All the way up to the end of 2005. And let me check Ward Burton right quick. 
Um, my favorite cat car was the Cat Reynolds number 22. And I think it was actually Scott Wimmer who drove it. It looked a lot like the normal cat car, but it had just a little bit more red on there. I will. Uh, I do remember that car. That was with Scott Wimmer. Uh, but in 2003, Ward Burton drove it. It was the Cat Rentals car. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I just think that car looks so good with the red on there. Like the red uh, deck lid. Yeah, the red looks amazing. Ooh, the 2002 one with the chrome at the front. Ooh, I'm looking that up now. Um... Wait, what am I looking up? <laughs> um, Let's see. We're way off topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. It's cool. We're looking at the Caterpillar cars for NASCAR. Um, Man, I stumbled across that picture and I'll never be able to find it again. That's all right. Yeah, so maybe it's the Bill Davis Racing Toyota number 22 Caterpillar cars that I like because those are the ones with the red deck lid. And even a couple of years before that, they still have the red deck lid. That was pretty cool. It just depends. Do you like the COTs or do you like the Gen 4s? I was not a big fan of the COT. I like really? I like the concept of it. I like the idea of it, but I don't like how it was executed. I actually kind of like them. Like I think they're they're definitely a good idea and they look pretty cool. But I don't know. I feel like that's the start of when people really got into the what are these cars that they're racing? They're not stock cars. Yeah, but to be fair, the Gen 4s didn't really look like stock cars either too much. No, not really. And I mean, I, I agree that they looked probably a little bit more like a, you know, stock car, but So when Dodge was using the Intrepid, yes. But when they went to the Charger, they like they just made up a front end that looked like a Charger and they just stuck it on there. Yeah. I will it's, agree with that. Again, it's a good idea, but it's just not accurate. I'm I will really... say, the first time that I saw the the Challenger in the Xfinity series. I was, was like, nice. oh, that's amazing. I do like the Challengers in the Xfinity series quite a bit. I wish Dodger was still in NASCAR, but they are not, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, the first race that I remember going to, I remember seeing this 22 car, I think, driven by Ward Burton at the time, spinning through the grass at Texas. 
Not sure what race that was. Try to find it. It's tough to find. Yeah. So. If anyone knows what race I'm talking about. Let yeah, me maybe, maybe that'll be our next week find. Yeah, we could find that. That'd be interesting. I'll uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll see what I can find too. I know it's somewhere around two thousand two to two thousand four. Almost positive it's Ward Burden too. So we'll figure it out. We'll have that for next week. Let me put that in the notes so I don't forget. But anyway, till next time. Thank you for listening to The Wrecker. I'm Tyler. He's and I'm Lane. Lane. Oh! <laughs> oh, he got me. He got me. <laughs> I was trying to do something cool there. Uh, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if it'd be cool or not. Just send it. Uh, we sent it. Oh, Wreck- we... Wrecker of the week right there. Yep. All right. Well, tune in next week and we'll have the answers to your questions. All of them. And some you didn't know you had. Only on the Wrecker.